0: I hey. good everyone and thank you for tuning in to One Faith. This is your boy T and I'm excited because we are now in a brand new series that I'm so excited about called Meet the Fam. And over the next few weeks, I'll be introducing you to several members of the One Faith family. Not only will you have the opportunity to meet and love on them, but you can also chime in on the conversations on our social media platforms. Hold up. Wait, wait, wait. You're not following One Faith on social media?
1: Shame.
0: Look Spot what you're doing right now. Go to WeAreOneFaith.com and there you will find all of our social media handles. You will also find our YouTube channel and all of our previous episodes in case you missed any. So not only will you find that information, but you will also find all the information that you need to know about our guests. Now, I got to warn you about today's show Because you're going to hear some stuff, fam uh, I mean, we had a real Candid conversation about everything that's Going on in the world today And today's guest is none other than my boy Rod Butler, and not only will you hear him This week, but you'll also hear part two of our Conversation next week, and trust me When this episode goes off, you're going to be like for my Hispanic fam. I
1: let
0: that play out a bit because I know y'all feel the vibe. So... Um, My boy, Rod, he is a awesome man of God. He has his own podcast and it's called Fat Boy Joy. And as you can tell from our conversation, you know, he's just a dope individual all around. I mean, you know, he was featured last year on a local news station in Greensboro for organizing a Cuts and Curls event where he brought in local barbers and beauticians who volunteered their time and services to local students in lieu of Picture Day because, you know, my boy, he has a heart for the people. He has a heart to serve and whenever he sees a need, he does whatever he can to make sure that he Goes and meet the need and so without further ado man because i keep rambling and and keep talking about other things but the more the more the more and more that i talk (laughs) you know the less and less you guys are not getting the conversation so without further ado um i'm gonna stop talking we just gonna jump right into it now i know you and you know we briefly went to high school together shout out to southern durham high school and we recently reconnected about a couple years back on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, found out that we actually went to the same church. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Didn't even know it. <laughs> Shout out to Ecclesia
1: House of Prayer. Yes, sir. not not that House of Prayer, <laughs> not Daddy Chris. <crazy. laughs> yeah, yeah, not with the lions. The lions. Yeah, nah, not <laughs>
0: you talking about Pastor Gilchrist, <laughs> right? But um, but yeah, we, we recently reconnected, and um, definitely through ministry, and found out that we have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. And not only do we have a lot in common, but you know, we share the same passions um as far as advancing the, the kingdom agenda and talking mm-hmm. about the things of God. So without further ado, Reverend, Dott, tell the people
1: who you are and what you are. So I'm Rod, uh Rod Butler. Rod is fine, if you know if you ever see me in person. Um But yeah, um, a pleasure to be here on One Faith, One Faith audience. How y'all doing? I hope all is well during this pandemic. I hope y'all staying safe and healthy, um, healthy and safe as possible. Um, but yeah, a little bit about myself. I have a podcast as well, Fat Boy Joy, um, where we talk about fat is the body, boy is the mind, joy is the spirit. So, you know, we cover all aspects of the body, mind, and soul. So, you know, um, y'all can check that out in your leisure. Um, and that's it, you know I love the Lord, and um, I love the Lord's people most days. Um, <laughs> most days Most days Most days, I love his people His, his people are hard to love um, But yeah, so you know I'm just I'm just out here man I'm, I'm happy to be here today, to be a part of this You know, there's a great conversation um, And this conversation and topic Is going on around the world, so just to give my take And my views on it, um, I'm honored So you know, one faith, I hope you know You enjoyed this conversation
0: One of the points that your pastor made um, When talking with um, Bishop Bloomer Was how racism Has impacted the beliefs Of black people and That statement couldn't be more profound Because when you look at You know a lot of Blacks Mm -hmm. in the world today um, A lot of them have Left the church and it's a Lot due to you know Whether they're tired of dealing with hypocrites Or they're tired of dealing with just people being so judgy and things like that and then we look at examples especially like um, Laura Ingram uh, who called out LeBron James for you know for his stance on um, Black Lives Matter and then telling him to shut up and dribble then turn around not even months later or a year later Drew Brees makes a similar statement Mm -hmm. where he's not well he's condemning Black Lives Matter saying he would never um kneel for anything or disrespect the country like that and and tell the whole world hey he's free to have an opinion um and we see that dichotomy or that that contrast and then we look at how she didn't really give a formal apology but then she hid behind the the narrative of well we're all god's people and Mm -hmm. you know begin to quote christianity um in that context and i can see how a lot of black people. Especially, you know, ones who are struggling with Christianity, struggling with the idea that we, you know, belong to the white man or we serve the white man's religion, or anything like that. And you know, when you see that type of stuff, you know, it just makes you think: like, how can Black Christians today continue to, you know, stay strong in the faith? Of course, but at the same time, you know, combat racism in this current
1: day and age um, first I think um, you have to have a genuine and authentic relationship with God exactly. um, you can't just have what your grandma had or what your grandparents great grandparents had or even what your parents had it has to be um, a relationship that you have with Christ um, because you'll get certain revelations of understanding that Is not passed down at all Just because your relationship with him um, The relationship that you've developed with him So you really have to have an authentic And a real relationship with him Um, Because a lot of people try to hide things behind religion um, Christianity especially is the leading religion in the world so you have certain people that hide they try to hide anything they can hide anything behind that facade trying to promote okay you should be forgiving and I think when people cause offense to black people it's always okay Um try to put that Jesus um, not that Jesus because he's mine but um, <laughs> they're trying to put that Jesus image in front of people um, like oh you should be forgiving you should turn the other cheek you should do all this other kind of stuff but then it forgets about they forget about, you know, the mandates that he gave. Right. So I feel like those that use that in a sense, like they don't even have an authentic or real relationship with Christ. Exactly. Um, but you would, I would promote that you have one because it, um, it alleviates a lot of foolishness when you know who he is and you know, his principles, you know, his standards. Um, you can actually let a lot of stuff roll off your shoulder because it's like, it's not even that serious. Um, but to, hide behind it when people hide behind it you have to be able to call them out on that like that's not really what it's about that's not really what it means that's not really what it says so in having a a real relationship with him and knowing your word and knowing your scriptures it will um, it will cause you to have a I don't want to say a defense, but you'll be able to spiritually and um, definitively and intellectually defend the gospel. Um, not even so much from an apologetic point of view, but just knowing the word and knowing what it means and knowing your relationship with him, like you can't try to play me on that. Right. So I think that's um, important and vital. If you don't have that, um, it is really hard to, um, I wouldn't say hard, but it's really difficult to draw that line. It
0: is. And I think, to your point You know Being a Christian In today's society You know We have to um, Be strong in our faith Be strong in what we believe in um, Even for non-believers People who are You know New to the faith Or people who are um, babes in Christ I And mean, mm-hmm. as Being new to the faith um, You know They're trying to figure out Like how can we You know Stand behind this Jesus And if I were to give in the, An account for that Or the answer to that I mean you know You have to stand on the word You have to stand with God You, you have to have that Personal relationship Like you were saying you have to um build on that personal relationship because mm-hmm. it goes beyond, you know, the apologetics, right. things, things and, and, and all that, you know. Having that personal relationship, having that um that that intimate bond with Christ, yeah, in my opinion, is way more um important than anything else in this world because when you go through things in life or and now that we're going through this with racism and on top of another pandemic, right. you know, you have to rely on your faith. First, you have to rely on those things to help bring you through uh, everything that's going on in the world today. So, what what's your thoughts on like with George Floyd and everything that's going on?
1: Um, I didn't watch the video initially. Mm-hmm. Um, I scrolled past it several times, and then i um, at one point. I just was like, okay, let me go ahead and watch it. Um and I did and when I watched it it wasn't even like the, you know like the one the, I guess the I don't know how it happened but the video that I actually saw was the full video mm-hmm. um, and I can honestly say I have never felt that angry um, watching a video in my life yeah. um, like the emotions that I felt while watching that um, it shocked me. Like, I really had to take a moment after I watched it, like, not even trying to be funny or exaggerate. I really had to take a moment and, like, just calm down. And because then, like, you think about what if it's me? What if it's somebody I know? Right. Then, um, like, I started feeling emotions about the people that were watching. Why didn't y'all help? Why didn't y'all do more? Like, well, I, and so, um, that feeling in that rush of emotion of raw emotion of like anger. Like I was literally angry. And I was probably angry for a um few days. And even when the protesting and things started, I was all for it. Like, and as much as I love Jesus, um <laughs> when they started burning stuff down and then uh, targeting and me. I was like, yeah.
0: Right. You know I was on that same thing. Like I don't disagree with what they're doing. You know
1: and the part that blessed it shouldn't have blessed me, but it did. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> The part that blessed me is, and people might get offended. I don't want you to lose no followers. No, they, they got the right side of town did this time. It, they did. Like, Don't burn our stuff down. Burn the other side <laughs> stuff down. So, like, I've never seen a Target in the hood,
0: right? So I clearly know you got the right side of town when they started
1: looting Target. Everybody coming out with Target bags. I was like, okay, they finally got the right yeah. side of town this time because usually they tear our stuff up. Right. Don't tear our stuff up. Tear their stuff up. Right. So. um but I just I felt anger. Yeah. Then I felt hurt. Like it, it was it was a rush of a lot of emotions. But the one that stood out the most to me was the anger that I felt because I was like, how could I be this angry watching a video of a man I don't know? Um, I don't know what happened in the situation. I didn't care what happened. I didn't at that moment. I didn't care what he did it shouldn't have resulted into that and it was like the circumstance and then to see the other video from the other angle when it was through other like two other officers holding the rest of his body down i'm like yo why did it take all of that so i got angry all over again but i had never felt that angry i about a situation so i've really been sticking with this one and seeing this one through and i guess that's like how, how everybody's feeling because everybody is committed to this change committed to this reform committed to something happening and something changing
0: but you know what's interesting about this one though it's like this one hit home on so many levels for so many people Um, and honestly for me it was this one it was Ahmaud Arbery's killer Uh and it was like you know we're looking at two situations where you know it's clear racism on both sides right? but it's like What's so different about what's going on Now versus you know everything that Happened in the past and it really made me Look back on you know how I thought about You know Michael Brown's killing or mm-hmm. uh, Different ones like that because Before I was I don't even lie I was vocal About like mm-hmm. well you know They shouldn't have been doing this that and third right. and, and whatever and you know I'm not going as far as saying they got what they deserve Right but you know I was Towing the line and now you see everything Kind of shifting with uh, with These recent killings and it's like Man, like, I've been wrong. <laughs>
1: <right>. And I <laughs> too been like that in times past. I was like, I always play devil's advocate. I wouldn't say anything at first until all the facts come out. Because exactly. you know, there have been times, you know, where we rush into it and say, oh, no, they were wrong, wrong, wrong. They did this so this. And then it was like, not that it was justified, but it was more understandable of the circumstance. Right. In this case, I'm like, I don't care what he did because right. he clearly wasn't resisting. And I think for the other things, like for some of them, we didn't have video. Right. And then for others like with the um Ahmad Aubrey you have maybe like 30 or 40 seconds of video, but to sit there and watch for 10 minutes this video um, of them, his neck, his, this guy putting his knee on his neck for 8 minutes and 46 seconds, and watching that like you're in that moment, like that's like that's 10 minutes, so to see that in a continuous form, it's like okay, 30 seconds, you know, you over it, not that you're over it, but it's just less with the fact that you have to sit there and try to comprehend the fact that, dude, you're doing this, yeah. like you're committed to this, like you're not changing your mind, you're not letting up you, you you committed to committing murder like that's what it is and even after all his cries of what he's saying it's like they right, and there's people out there saying even when the ambulance got there that's the part that pissed me off even when the EMS got there and was trying to help and assist the man you continuously left your knee on his neck like what 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 are you doing what what purpose are you serving at this moment motivated. yeah so it's like it was so much anger of having to sit there and watch this for this long period of time and i think that's what created the injustice for everybody like not to say that um a quick death is easy or easier to swallow or easier to take, but to watch you slow kill this man, like, we literally watched Mm -hmm. from life to death. We watched his transition Mm -hmm. on camera, Mm -hmm. and for that long of a time, and it's like, you have to digest that, and that just made me angry, Mm -hmm. and I think that's what caused, um, I think that's what everybody's angry about, like, the fact that this, it took this long, and it's just like, that's disgusting, so. But
0: you know what, it's like, it's interesting because this is the (laughs) same stuff that Colin Kaepernick had protested Uh this is what he dropped to one knee about and now the whole world is dropping to one knee and everyone gets you know Colin Kaepernick's take on it now and it's interesting because like you know NFL and and all these other organizations they're coming out and apologizing and they're saying hey you know we stand with blacks all over the place but it kind of poses to my next question with you is like you know now I've made this statement a a couple years ago um, how a lot of these businesses, a lot of these organizations, mm-hmm. they, they talk about having um, you know, being diverse and, and being a company that represents diversity and inclusion, mm-hmm. but a lot of these companies, when you look at the top of their board they're members, board. the CEO, yep. mm-hmm. they all white. <laughs> Everybody. White, white, white. And I'm not trying to like make this like racial or anything like that, but when you look at the situation with like the NFL with collar uh, cap making his stance for um, brutality and now you see all of these um uh, companies all these fortune 500 companies and businesses coming out saying hey we we support um black lives matter when you know three years ago when kyle kevin was making the stands, they were like no nah, we're not with that but now everyone's coming out to the work we with it we with it but and we're all about diversity and inclusion but when you look at you know their board of directors or the ceos or Different ones who are in upper uh, Management yeah. you know it's not Really diverse even though they At may all. have a, a Indian dude or Asian Person you know you don't really see That type of diversity um, With a black brother and I made this Comment earlier it was like well, one of my cousins When I was talking to him was like you know it's, it's cool and all that to be Diverse and, and have that aspect Of diversity on the board When you have um, someone that's um, Of the Asian um, population but you know I want to see A Jerome on the board you know uh, I right. want to see A Tyrone you know I want to see somebody that Has you know what We have you know right. they have the same skin color You know they dark skin we both black right. skin and brother We not light so no, you know no. we don't See that representation um, At all in, in corporate America what's your Thoughts, thoughts uh, um,
1: uh, I think right know, now in this climate you know um, I just hope they don't do like Congress and Put everybody in kinty clothes <laughs> Um <laughs> just, I don't know who I i a It's just gonna be me. I better not
0: see my I just.
1: <laughs> um, I just left the beach this past weekend, and when I tell you, if all the white people were just overly nice, like they're overcompensating, like everybody, like we were walking on the um the little pier. And the guy comes up and says, hey, 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 be careful on that last step is a doozy. <laughs> and we like, what? And it's like everybody just being well, all of them are just being overly nice. But my thing is, um, I think that corporate America in this situation has realized that we have reached our limit. Um, I don't think they because like I told you, like the, the comment I made before, it wasn't a joke. We got the right side of town this time. Um and so, not only have we eliminated the fact that we're not going to spend our dollar in your place, we're going to make it so that others can't spend their money in your places of business. And so, cities were shutting down. Some cities are still on curfew. Um, places have boarded up. And so, now not only you don't have to be looted. We don't have to loot you. We just need to make you shut down. So it's, it's a mentality that they have. Okay, let's show support so they, one, won't come loot our stores. Two, we can make it more peaceful so we can open back up and actually sell to people who will come and uh, be patrons of our business. So my thing is we have, we, and I'm going to say we, we have, as black people in the black community, have, and I mean this with my heart, we have finally got this one right. So when Target when you when we when we burnt down your store and looted your store and your, some of your people that came in there and looted your store and now your store can't open and then before you can even open you have to put money into the business in order for you to start selling again now we've we've hit your pocket so now of course you want to do something you want to make some kind of change and I made this analogy to my friend because they just didn't understand oh why y'all why they looting da, 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 da. why they tearing up stuff if you live in the neighborhood and you have children and your children go out in the community and start bullying other kids and all the kids in the neighborhood come tear up your house you don't know what kid it was you don't know how to do it at some point you're going to get tired of putting money into fixing your house and you're going to address your child. So that is what the, that is the place where we are right now. We're at the place where we're going to mess up your house until you address your child. You have the power to control this. You got all these lobbies. Y'all can put money in to get this stuff and get these tax breaks and all this other kind of stuff. So now we need to put that same energy into creating policy change, into creating reformation. So now we're at the place where we're... Actually, cognitive about what we're doing. It's just not out of anger. It's just not out of emotion. But we're actually logically thinking and intellectually thinking. Like, how can how can this affect change? So if we tear up your business and we stop spending money in your business, you, we have created loss on dual sides. It's not just us. We the black dollar is is what everybody counts on. So not only have we taken the black dollar away from you, you can't get no white people coming your store and shop. Can't no Hispanics come in your store and shop. Can't nobody come through your store and shop because you don't have a shop. So now we not only have we taken our money away from you, but now we've had to cause you to not make money. And then you have to put money into building your business back up so it can actually be open. So now you hit it. So of course, Target is saying, you know, we understand, but Target, is, excuse me, Target mad as hell. Target mad. <laughs> they, they, can, they, right. they, they can say they're they okay and they understand all they want to. Trust period. me. Target is mad. The Target period. is upset. Oh right. They're, they're mad. One of my friends said he had an appointment at the Apple store in Greensboro. Um, and when he went, they was closing it down and brought it up because of the riots and that They weren't sure people were going to come in there and get them. So, now you've taken away the possibility to make money. Mm-hmm. So, now you're losing everybody's dollar. So, at some point, of course, everybody's going to jump on board. Mm-hmm. Y'all, we with y'all. Yeah, we right, with exactly. Come on, you We don't want you to tell right. my business. We We with We 100% stand with you. And it's, you probably necessarily don't. But the dollar is more important to you than Everything else. So that's what I'm. That's why I was like, we really have it right this time. As long as we're attacking the economy, yeah, things are gonna change. Oh yeah, oh
0: yeah. And it's, it's so funny because, like, you, did you see that image of um Black Lives Matter um on the street leading into the White House? Yes, yeah, that was yeah. to totally me. Right, like that's and, and they changed the, everything changed the street, address right? everything. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so and then Riley did the same thing too. Like, right. We have the um, in right. racism right. now. Um, in front of the, uh, I think it's the art museum or something like that. So, I mean, a lot of positive changes are coming. I feel like, you know, we're definitely in a good place right now as far as creating change because we have the ear. We finally Mm -hmm. have the ear of people. And one of the things that your pastor was saying was like, hey, um, how he had that town hall meeting at the church and Mm -hmm. then he said that it literally took this situation to cause a white man um, who, uh, a town leader in Greensboro, to look at the, the two older white men who are reportedly maybe leaders of the mm-hmm. North Carolina uh, demographic. Um, look at them and say, "Hey, they control everything." Mm-hmm. He's calling them out, and honestly, it's going to take more of our white brothers and sisters to call out racism on their end and call out you know the injustices that they are uh, contributing to, because. We, we can only do but so right. much We're we, Us as preachers and Us as black men you know we can only say But so much but, so but much. our voice ain't gonna go but so Far and so and it kind of leads Into the next point about racial reconciliation um, One of the things That a lot of people uh, Are looking at now is like You know hey we don't want no Especially black people we don't want no dealings with the white People right now mm-hmm. but you know The bible calls us for uh, To be reconciled with one another To love our neighbor as I, as we love ourselves And it's so interesting That we're in this time We're in this interesting phase Where even though there was a lot of Protests and a lot of riots and you saw A lot of white people out there rioting together, units, unified as one um, And it was more so of Hey, it's not just blacks against whites It's more of everyone against racism So The point that I want to, or the question I want to ask you Is what are your thoughts towards racial rec- reconciliation and where do you think that us as a people, black mm-hmm. people, how we should stand on that? And I know it's kind of challenging. It is, it <laughs> Especially is. given our current
1: climate and everything um, going on. And my thing is I don't I don't have an issue with white people. Mm-hmm. Like per se, as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have issue with races and I think in a sense that makes it hard. Like, of course we need uh, racial reconciliation, but like the statement you just made with the guy um the Senator admitting my thing is how long have you operated knowing that they run a system And they keep us under. Like, why should you have? Why should it take tragedy for you to realize? Well, you've known all the while. That that lets me know that you have been okay with. You might not be racist yourself, but But you you have been okay participating in a system that promotes racism, or in a system where you know that the policies and the procedures that y'all are pushing are to keep a certain demographic behind so that makes me have issue with the whole because just because you're not per se hey I hate black people but to be okay with pushing policy or to be okay with letting people push policy that keeps us at the disadvantage that's an issue so it's hard to reconcile even though you don't have an outright issue with me Mm -hmm. based on my skin color you're okay with somebody that does keeping me down Mm -hmm. you have a you you don't mind voting on the policies that they're pushing and the policies that they're trying to present knowing that this is how they feel for you to be able to point them out you already know what it was you You knew what it was before today you knew what it was before the town hall you knew what it was before um george Floyd died you already knew what you were dealing with but the fact that you were okay with dealing with it Mm -hmm. so i think in order for racial reconciliation to take place the non-racist white have to check the racist white first and then come to us for reconciliation. You got to fix your house because y'all already divided but the fact that you're okay with the agenda that they're pushing is a problem for me so you have to fix what y'all got going on then come to me so I can trust everybody in the picture because at this point I don't know who to trust because y'all look alike and you know what they're doing and you're okay with it. So that's the issue that I have but of course the Bible makes it hard it don't make it hard to live right but it it (laughs) makes it challenging to live right especially in climates like this it's like oh because I have to I gotta forgive you I gotta love on you I gotta accept you I gotta and and..." so that makes it it, that frustrates me because it's like dad you have no problem at this point in time admitting that you know what they're about you know they're racist and they're pushing this agenda but you're okay you've been okay with it so that makes that makes you them yeah in my eyes because you've, uh, you've accepted the agenda that they're pushing and you've backed them mm-hmm. because you're only exposing them today. Right. How long have you been in sin? How long have they been in sin? Yeah. And this is the agenda that they've been pushing and you have let them. You have allowed them. You ain't, you ain't whistleblown yet right. until today. Right. And it's like the only reason you did that is because of your daughter. <laughs> and you had to break down and tell her white people are hurting their friends. Yeah. And so it's just like what... Why was it okay for that long? What, what? Because that makes me, you know, everybody ain't got the Holy Ghost. But right. for you to be Christian, what in your salvation, because right. everybody ain't got the Holy Ghost, what in your salvation makes that okay? Yeah.
0: Hey, fam, look, now is not the time to be living in fear or to be feeling hopeless about what's going on in the world today. I know that there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of pain, a lot of anger, and a lot of frustration. But just know that you're not alone in that. You see, I want you to know that God has not forgot about you, your dream, your vision, or his promise. See, God will provide for you. He will keep you and he will see you through this time of uncertainty. Not only that, but God has never left your side, even when it seems like he has. I just want you to know that whatever you're going through or whatever has your heart feeling so heavy right now, just let it go. Give it to God. And allow him to give you love, joy, peace, and a sound mind. If you need prayer or want to know more about this Jesus that I'm talking about, text 1FAITH to 55444. Again, that's the number 1 in faith to 55444. I will connect with you and I will pray with you. And I love you. Fam, thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. We appreciate your love and support. We will see you next Wednesday at 3.30. This is One Faith Radio, only on WDRB Media, the voice of the community.